now. Welcome. For your listening pleasure, we invite ears of all shapes, colors, and sizes to experience the Audio Files Podcast. Ooh, what's up, y'all? Ooh, welcome to Club Audio Files, where the drinks are strong and the plan B is plentiful. Um, <laughs> it's a two, it's a sausage fest, and there's only two of us today. It's me and, <laughs> me and um, my buddy Bebo. Everyone else couldn't make it. We must have uh, partied a little too hard this past weekend, and um, yeah, they're probably dead. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm not the... I'm not the usual host here, but I'll try my best. Uh, first of all, before we go into the podcast, I just wanted to shout out the Audiophiles boys in a bad way. Fuck you guys. You guys never show up when it's my pit. <laughs> Second time in a row. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, I hope you uh, trip over a rock, land on your knees, uh, scrape your knees and look up and there's a huge cock there slapping across the face. <laughs> It's me standing over them. <laughs> uh, Anthony, go ahead and like put a slapping like sound right here. <laughs> and then a oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, again, so I guess for my pick for the second time, it's just me and my boy Bebo. And uh today we're gonna review my pick, uh Skrillex's quest for uh quest for fire. Uh if it's cool, I'll go ahead and give a quick background on the album and then we kinda dive into our review of it. Uh, Skrillex, uh, his real name is Sonny John Moore, is a DJ, producer, and musician. He uh, initially found success as a lead vocalist for a post-hardcore band called From First to Last uh, before he broke away and started doing his DJing thing. Uh, again, he gained popularity around the 2010s with the EDM music and something like the dubstep, electro house type of genre. Again, I'm not too familiar with EDM music, but I remember Skrillex was very popular around that time. He came out with the album in 2010 called, or EP in 2010 called Scary Monsters and Nice Spirits, which actually uh, earned him three Grammy Awards back in 2022. 2012, sorry. Um, from then on, he kind of uh, started just becoming pretty successful collaborating with artists such as ASAP Rocky, Diplo, Justin Bieber, and Rick Ross. So, I mean, he's kind of been MIA for a while, at least from what I've seen, because uh, going into the album, this one, Quest for Fire, is actually is only his second studio album. And uh, fun fact, actually, like the day after he released this album, he released a third album called, um, I didn't write down what it was called, but it was it was featured a lot more artists, like uh, a lot of features in it. And I remember listening to some of it and it wasn't really, I don't know, didn't gel well as much as this one. I think this one was more of his lane. I think the other one was more mainstream. But I mean, if you want to check that out, you can. Um, the album artwork went along kind of with this one, right? From what I saw, I guess. I guess. I mean, it was like a little, what was it, like a hedgehog looking thing? Yeah, let me let me go ahead and pull that up because um, oh, never mind. I mean, it just had kind of his logo on the top right corner, but yeah, the artwork is very different. Never yeah. mind. And yeah, it was like a completely different sound, and I don't know if that's what it was going for. Like again, um, if you look at the list, is like it's basically a lot of feature heavies. I mean, this one did have some features, but um, not as many well-known features, I think. And the other one has like Justin Bieber, Kid Cudi, like people up that oh, wow. one. So yeah. um, it's a whole different vibe for me personally. I I, I think I gelled more with this one um again I, like i emphasize i don't really listen to edm music but for me i find myself when i first heard this one and revisiting a lot you know there's not much in a sense lyrics so it's kind of one of those things that i was able to kind of have in the background and enjoy 
um i definitely think for music maybe like this maybe it's just me that it's really hard to enjoy it like just headphones i think you get more out of it from like you know in your car like the car test that anthony always brings up because there's a lot of complexities to the sound so i mean if you listen to it i recommend doing it in the car um there's for me there's some songs that i didn't really love some songs uh in the middle and even towards the end that kind of fell a little flat for me but i definitely think again i i found myself and i i found myself listening to this album a lot more and it's something that i do plan on revisiting but um but yeah overall i think it's 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 a good listen and again i don't know if if it's just me i would like to maybe hear what everyone else has to say about like this one and maybe people that actually listen to this type of music if this was a good album or not but for me again i thought it was something i enjoyed what do you think uh Bebo? yeah so when it comes to skrillex even though i wouldn't say i'm an avid listener to electronic or edm like you he is one of those producers slash djs that is so big that you most likely have heard the name before and of course i have and i find that most of them will dip their toes into hip-hop or vice versa and skrillex is definitely one of those artists who does collaborate with the hip-hop community like you said um you know, especially just the names you you named for that part two album, if you will. All that being said, I've never checked out an album from him. So this was my first time listening to a full length LP of his. And I thought it was a pretty easy listen. Like you said, I wasn't sure what to expect. There were some names on there that I did recognize that do come from this hip hop world. And it was kind of a mixing pot of a lot of things. It was remixes of songs that we know and love. Uh, there was new songs featuring artists that I knew, some that I didn't. And it's pretty apparent in the Sonics that Skrillex is pulling from all sorts of different sounds from across the world. I do have to say that, like you, there were some songs that resonated with me more than others. And because my palette isn't quite acclimated to electronic, I don't know if that's how most albums are, but sonically, it was a little bit everywhere when it came to cohesion as far as an album goes. And that's like one of my main critiques, I guess. But individually... I did like a lot of the songs, and like you said, they were pleasant to listen to when I was at home, either like doing chores, cleaning, or driving. It definitely made me feel like I needed to be under the influence of a substance <laughs> ASAP. And um, yeah, overall, it was pleasant. I can't say that anything blew me away or anything like that, but it was an easy and pleasant listen for me. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I do wish, uh, as we mentioned, it's called Quest for Fire, and I even did, maybe I just didn't do enough research, but I was hoping there was, like, some background into that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the music, I don't know if it really portrays that. Maybe there is. Uh, I will bring a little excerpt when we get to our, like, lines about one of the okay. tracks. But um, before we start going into our breakdown of the album, as as we always do, uh, what we usually do here is we, again, pick an album. We talk about our favorite beats, our song, our favorite songs, our least favorite songs, maybe some lines we might have uh, heard throughout the album, as well as kind of like what we would do in the producer chair when we have, uh, if we were to, you know, kind of remix or edit this album. We talk about some of the Check Me Out segments, about some of the tracks that you know, Skrillex has. We talk about if we would cop the vinyl, and from then on, we'll go ahead and give our rating. Uh, so with that, we'll jump into Beats, which... As a DJ, I guess it's super heavy on beats. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, starting off, I'll I'll say "Leave Me Like This" the opening track. I thought it was a solid opener. I like the little throwback to. There's always been like in a lot of Skrillex songs, like a girl screaming, "Oh my god!" And it was kind of cool to hear that because he always kind of excerpts that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the track "Tears." I found this one was really strange, but I kind of enjoyed it. It sounded like he was like chipping away at like a like a stone or something. And I was like, what the hell? Or like a, I don't know, like a jackhammer. I don't know. It was pretty weird, but I kind of fucked with it. Um, the track Rumble, I like that one a lot. That's the one that kind of made me want to listen to this one. Uh, the video is pretty dope. And then just like the, you know, Killers in the Jungle is pretty cool. So 
And then the last track I have on here is is Xena, which was at first I was like, I don't know if I really like this one, but I did like the build up. I was like, is this kind of racist? Because it felt like <laughs> I kind of thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, should I not be like enjoying this? But I like the build up towards the like the chorus E section of it, and I um, I find myself kind of like getting hyped over that one. So those are coming kind of the beats that I kind of liked. What about you, Bebo? Yeah, leave me like this. I would say this, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of EDM, but I would say this is a pretty traditional EDM beat, and I did like the echoes in the back. I don't know if that's what you were talking about as far as, like, the girl. Yeah. Um, but I did like that. Uh, Butterflies, another traditional EDM beat that I really enjoyed. And Too Bizarre, this one was pretty intense. Definitely made me feel like I was popping Molly, popping bottles, <laughs> and baby mamas all at the same time. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what EDM music's all about. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what Club Audio Files is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's just two guys in here right now. <laughs> two guys with a huge pack of Plan B for some reason. <laughs> We're just waiting. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll go into our uh, favorite songs. I'll start off with uh, Ratata with Missy Elliott. It was just cool to see Missy Elliott on it. Of course, they remixed kind of one of her songs, and she was kind of cool that she was featured in it. So I thought that was a cool track. Again, Rumble. Again, that's like one of the singles that I released. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Supersonic. It was a little of a dark vibe, om- ominous in the beginning. Kind of fucked with it. And then um, I did like the last track, Still Here. I guess that's like a track he has with uh, another DJ, which I'm not familiar with. But um, he works... When I saw bringing back Coachella, he was actually there at the, on Sunday, and he was with a couple other DJs, and I guess that was a big thing. So I think this is one of the tracks that they worked on together. Dope. And I still like the lyrics, the little lyric that you get with, I'm still here with the ones that I came with. It's like, I suck yeah. that. It's like what we talked yeah. about yesterday, how, like, as you get older, you kind of, like, you know, lose people that you were with, but you kind of, like, you kind of uh, cherish the ones that you're still here with. So I was like, oh, kind of yeah. relatable. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, you know, going back to that opening track, Leave Me Like This, uh, it was just such an upbeat track, and it was so hard not to like it. I always feel like we talk about the opening tracks and how it's in- so important to set the tone for the album, and I thought this one was was that for the album. And I again, I just thought the whole vibe of, of that track was just so feel-good. Along with my second pick, which is Butterflies, another upbeat song that just made you feel like moving. I like the hook on it, too, and it fits so well with the beat. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with the artist who was singing on that, but I might have to look uh, more into them. I should probably pull up the name for that one. It looks like it was... Um, Stara and Fortet, those are the artists, and I'm not sure who was who on the track, but again, uh, their voices were. I, I loved them on this particular track. I believe, it and then it's uh, sorry, I believe it's Stara would be the singer because Fortet is the, another DJ. Oh, so uh, okay. So Stara would be the person singing. Damn, look at me, I knew something, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I'm gonna have to look into Stara, is if that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. But um, and then for my last pick like you said still here it was probably my favorite track off track off the album it was also like a longer track too i like how the track prior to this one served as a really cool sort of intro for this one and build up which was the track hazel theme and uh i believe they used a snow allegra sample and i love her i have a crush on her so that was just kind of the cherry on top for me yeah um they, they actually i put that here they use the snow allegra sample but they also use a lizard mcguire like sample oh like, wow from like Lizzie mcguire movie so like I, I read better. that i was like oh yeah because i heard the lizard mcguire sample easily because you know 
Mm-hmm. Of course, I love Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I mean, so did I. I just didn't catch it. I used to watch it all the time too. But yeah, it was from the movie. I think from like the song they did at the end. Or okay. Something. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was pretty. I was gonna mention that too. The little Hazel theme was like a little intro into the actual last track so yeah and it was a cool build-up to it too i thought and my honorable mentions are to the ratata i believe and and too bizarre i'm a huge sway lee fan from ray shrimmerd and yep. it, i did not expect to see his name on there although i wasn't surprised to see the, him on there and mm-hmm. um he just has one of those voices that's like you know he's good at singing good at rapping you know the guy's multi-talented and kudos to him for being able to fit in kind of album and i mean i didn't think it was bad yeah oh yeah definitely i thought it was i mean when i saw his name i was like that's interesting but i, I guess that his voice is pretty unique enough to kind of fit in any lane right so um yeah do this thing i i kind of appreciate the the well, it, was, it was a lot more mixes of people that you don't know compared to like having like a handful of people that you do know right compared to like i said the, the other album is like more feature heavy so that's why i mean if you ever check it out let me know but i for sure feel like this one is more when I think Skrillex, which I don't much know more much about him, but when I think Skrillex is kind of the lane that I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So And just um, a question, did you check out like did you get into him during the that E P era in the early twenty tens? Yeah, no? I actually I actually I actually was pretty into it, but at the time that E P was really all he had. So he was pretty uh you know, obviously that E P is pretty well known for winning him Grammys, but yeah. That's all I kinda got. And for that time it was so very, you know, unique. And I remember seeing him at, uh, I went to EDC one time, one one time, only time, and uh, he was on a smaller stage, and it was like the stupidest thing they decided to do, because it was, it was like so packed. Like, mm. I, I didn't even enjoy it, because it was just so, you know, so crazy. So, so many people there? Yeah. And that's kind of where you, you know that this is kind of more in his lane, this album. Yeah. At least okay. I would say, again, I don't, again, I'm not, I don't think, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but the little I've, I've heard from him, I have... Again, he's he, he hasn't released an album, and I think this is like is this is the second album, but he hasn't released an album in like nine years, I think. Oh wow, That's so it's crazy. been a minute. So it kind of just came back on the scene. So you know, I again, I the reason I chose this one is because I heard that song and I was like, oh, let's try to change it up with some EDM. Yeah. And also, and, it's a big deal for I know he has a huge following. So like the fact that he hasn't released anything official in that that many years, pretty much, I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, and the man grew a beard and he turned like ten times hotter too. So no way, he has, a, he has a beard now. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to look that up. I was like, oh fuck! I was like, for stretch, I was like, is that really him? Like, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's invited to Club Audio Files. <laughs> yeah, come in. He's got three wieners now. <laughs> oh yeah, I see it now. Okay. I like it. I team beard all the way. <laughs> yeah, good for you. <laughs> good for Skrillex. <laughs> all right, so uh, I like to go into at least um, our least favorite tracks. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. Uh, I put a street I know. I thought the song was like, as I mentioned, there's some songs that kind of went on a little longer than I thought. Again, this track list isn't very long, but from when you get like a repeat of the same sound over and over again, this is the one I kind of felt like it didn't really have any much highs and lows for me um so that one was that uh good space is good space and i just thought it was a track i guess i was like oh it's cool uh, but didn't really make the list and then he did have a warp tour with pete david uh pete wentz little skit um when i first saw that i thought it was gonna actually be like a track so that's kind of bummed me out because it wasn't a track at all it was just a little snippet from the interview so i was like oh that's kind of a bummer yeah you know, it could have been cool to, like, get him, you know, like, I would love to see him kind of go back to his post-hardcore days and kind of throw that in a song to see if it'd work. I don't know. That's what which, I thought it maybe would have been. <laughs> which I was gonna, I mean, that's what I had written on my notes, too, was just, 
do they have some sort of connection? Uh, you know, well, I, I didn't understand the point of that, like, skit or interlude or whatever that was. Yeah, well, um, again, I mentioned he was in a post-hardcore band a long time ago, and I guess uh, they must have went on Warped Tour together at the same time. Uh, and so they were interviewing them, and, they, and from what I, the little I read from it, they said during that interview is when they first, like, connected, and they talked about maybe working together and, and I don't know. I think from when I saw this is what the working together was, and I was like, that's kind of disappointing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you'd think there'd be something more, but right. maybe there is. But for the album itself, I didn't see his name attached. Pete Wentz is t- attached to it, besides just this little interlude thing. So that's why I was like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. You know, yeah. thought it'd be something else. Exactly. What about you, least favorite tracks? For me, I had the uh, inhale exhale song. Like you said, mm. some of the songs did get a little repetitive, and this was one of those for me. Um, they repeated the words inhale exhale and two hard on it and uh it just it was just a little too repetitive for me um the track xena like you said i when i was initially listened to it you know with the climate of everything i was like is this racist like should i be listening to this uh i really did like the beat instrumentals i thought they were cool but it also kind of felt a little out of place in the context of the whole album too Mm. you know um that was kind of my gripe with the track not so much that i didn't like the track it was just it felt out of place for the album and then like we mentioned that warp tour 05 with pete wentz of course coming from it from a perspective where I don't know virtually anything about Skrillex. I didn't understand the context of this, um, and it went over my head. So now that you've given it some context, it makes more sense now. But again, my my gripe is for someone who's barely coming into like this, the Skrillex universe, that was just so confusing. I was like, I yeah. do not get that <laughs> at all, you know? Yeah, and it was towards true. like the, the end of the album too, so yeah. it was kind of weirdly put. But um, yeah. Even with the context I got from it, because knowing a little that I knew, I was like, all right, that didn't really do anything from the, the album, I thought. And it was just like, right. okay. And it was a little skit, like, it did nothing to do. Like, at least the Hazel theme little skit interlude had some 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 meaning towards the next track. But this one was just, like, felt like it was thrown in there. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, let's go into uh, any lines or anything, uh, memorable things you've heard from the from the album. Uh, the part where it went wow, wow, blah, 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 blah. I felt that that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> um, let me pull up the lyrics right now, which I unfortunately did not do. Um, I, I, I didn't get too much from at least the little interludes I got, or the little tracks, or even like the the features uh, that I could think of. I did want to mention, as I mentioned before, the the Zena song. Uh, I looked into it because I really want to know, like, what is, what, what is she even saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And according to to, you know the internet and genius you take that with a grain of salt the lyrics of the song repeat a short verse from gondora describing a traditional wedding procession in Jer- jerusalem the capital of nai's home country which maybe is the singer mm-hmm. and uh it translates to call call on his cousins to be there for him arrive on decorated horses prepare his mar and his rifle carry him in a wedding procession all the way to Marcus Gate. Now, I, like, hmm. I don't know what that means, but I, when I saw Decorated Horse, I was like, well, the album kind of has a horse on the cover, I guess. That's decorated, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Now, again, take that with a grain of salt. I got that from the internet, but eh, that's always kind of cool if it had like some meaning to it. That's <laughs> too much of a coincidence, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then going off of the track we talked about, the closing track, which again is my favorite one, and like you said, the whole concept of the track is kind of you know, cherishing the ones that you're close to and and still keeping some type of relationship with people that you've been in contact for a long time, you know, and and they sampled Snow Allegra and her lyrics were hand on my heart, time never mattered. And I wish 
time never mattered and she just repeats that but it it was a cool little um what would you call it? like a snippet that used to kind of tie in with the song and the concept mm. that i thought was brilliantly done kind of yeah you know? totally and um, the the Hillary Duff still here with the ones that I came with. <laughs> Is that where that's from? No, there's like, where did she say? Um, I have to revisit Rich. the track. It's like it's not even in the original track. It's just in the the, the Hazel theme. There's like a very faint thing she says. I gotta look it up. And butterflies was another one that I felt like you know could easily you know it, like I said it made me want to be under the influence and be on a dance floor because even the lyrics for this one apart from it making you want to dance you know it's talking about you stole my lips hands on grip put you on this and it's mm. just one of those kind of sensual you know it just made me want to be on the dance floor while this song's going on and i'm just uh, heavily under the influence i feel you um looking at the lyrics for hazel theme it's when it, you hear like a very snippet of her singing like it's like when i see you she says when i see you smile i i it's just it's just when i hear you smile Okay. She see like faintly here in the background. I was like, "Is that from you know Lizzie McGuire?" And so luckily, when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh yeah, it is." And then I, that's when I saw the Snow Allegro one. I was like, "Oh okay, dope." That's uh, a but next cool right there. Yeah, definitely not something that you would you would think of, but I guess that's what makes EDM or the type of music kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a melting pot of so many things. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see what we got. Any other lines? Again, I don't have too many from this area. Not really. I mean, uh, I was looking up the lyrics with, you know, uh, Too Bizarre, and it's just from what I got from it is it, it felt like, I don't know if the lyrics were that, but it, the vibe of the song was like, I've taken drugs and everything's a little bit too intense for me right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's what it's actually about. Um, I kind of, I mean, he's talking about being, let's see, a rock star. This is too bizarre, but I like things how they are. And it just sounds like, you know, he's, he's living that rock star life. That's how we do it here in the Audio Files Club. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, got four, we got four wieners in here now. Get oh, yeah. <laughs> Sway Lee's invited, too. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, let's jump into anything that you would do in the producer's chairs, kind of change up, uh, anything you'd add. For me, I just said to trim little tracks here and there that were felt like a little too long you could have cut it short or just kind of just explained those tracks but i mean the album itself wasn't very long so um and for what i what it was and for what was featured i don't think i'd want to add any more people is what i was thinking yeah. um i think it was a good mixture of things here maybe just like i said trim a little bit of the, the fat here and there but what about you yeah i think so too by the way anthony when whenever we say the word wiener just add the oh yeah um, oh yeah <laughs> wiener 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 oh, oh yeah <laughs> Uh, for me, it was like, I feel like there was a lot of ideas on the table for this album. So maybe condensing them to fewer ideas, especially, like I said, that Xena track, even though it was a cool track, I, it just felt out of place. And again, I don't, coming from it from a, a different perspective, I don't know if that's what electronic albums are, if all of them are like that or the majority are like that. But uh, it was definitely kind of with the first track, which was traditional, and then you get into track two, which is the Missy Elliott one. I thought that was kind of the lane it was going to be in, and then you kind of had those curveballs in there, which, um, I, for me, it took away from the cohesion a little bit. So I would just say stick to a couple ideas, you know? Mm, gotcha. That'd be my kind of critique or, or um, constructive criticism. All right. Not bad. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to our uh, Check Me Out segment. Um I got a couple here 
from one of the songs that I listened to all the time back in the day was a Skrillex song featuring uh, Chance the Rapper called Coast is Clear. That one's been on my playlist for as long as I remember. And then uh, even coming off the second album that I mentioned, he, he did have a song with Kid Cudi called Summertime. That was a good vibe. Um, so one track that I kind of did enjoy from that album. And then um, he actually did a, what he called a basement set for this album. I believe it's like 20, 30 minutes long, maybe a little less than that, where he's just mixing a lot of his tracks that he from this album. Right? And I really enjoyed that. So I would say check that out as well. Um, that sounds dope. And that's yeah. on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, I think it's like 22, 23 minutes. It's not very long, but it just mixes a couple of these tracks. And that's what kind of when, when he played the Zenith track, the Zena track, I was like, oh man, it's getting racial in here. And they started getting, like, then it got to the middle where it started getting crazy. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. this is a vibe. So <laughs> maybe it's not racist. <laughs> Oh, that's um, funny. You got anything for to check me out? Yeah, you know, I've said it time and time again on all these episodes. I'm a huge Ty Dolla Sign fan, and they've collaborated a couple times. Uh, he was on, actually, he's featured on Tiny Dolla or t- Tiny. He's featured on Ty Dolla Sign's Tiny Desk performance. Um, oh, wow. Skrillex was. He's kind of in the background, and he's, again, doing all the DJ stuff, and they perform. I mean, he's there for the entire performance, but uh, he kind of has more of a featured role on Ty Dolla Sign's track ego death so definitely check that out and then they have a second song together off of uh ty dollar signs album beach house two i believe it is i hope i got that right or is it beach no it's beach house three ah fuck i don't know um it's gonna bother me i have to look that up give me one second yes it's beach house three and ty dollar sign has a song that features damien marley and Skrillex, and it's called So Am I. I really like that track. It's very kind of summery. Um, it has a summer feel to it, reggae feel to it, so I really like that track. All right. Trying to quickly look at some of the other, like, albums that Skrillex was kind of involved with because outside sure of his a lot, own music, huh? he, yeah, it was a lot. And I remember, I remember seeing one which was like a rock band, and I thought that was really crazy for him to be a part of, but I also looked at the album, and it, it did not do well. <laughs> so I can't find it right now, but maybe I'll we'll look at it later. Whose um, album was it? It was like a rock band it was, album? It was like a rock band, like an old rock band. Mm. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Can find it. Mm. And, and go ahead and put some wiener noises while we're looking. Oh, <laughs> or just yeah. edit it out, yeah. Um, fuck, I have to look into it. No worries. It's going to bother me, but... I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into, before we do our ratings, I like to do the would you cop the vinyl question. And for me personally, probably not. Um, (laughs) The artwork wasn't my favorite. And I just feel like, I don't know if this sonically would sound great like on a record. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe because my record setup is a little, you know, lame. I just don't see the sound being as, as well out of it. But well, what about you? I think my answer would be yes and no at the same time. And what I mean by that is if if I had to pay full price for it, I probably wouldn't. But there are times where I have been to a record shop and they do have that section where it's like, you know, we've got a sell going on and it's kind of in the clearance bin. And if I found this one for a good price, I think I would cop it just because I'm familiar with it now. I did like a handful of tracks off of it despite its shortcomings. But there were some tracks that I really did like from it, you know? 
Okay. So I mean, that's I kind of my answer. I kind of, I, agree, I would agree with that. It'd be like on sale for like five dollars. People were just trying to send it out. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, or even ten bucks. I mean, I've done that before where I've bought some some records that aren't necessarily my favorite, but they were like ten bucks, eight bucks, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, I respect it. All right. With that, we'll go ahead and jump into our ratings. Uh, so for me, again, there's. Uh, handful of tracks i didn't love um overall but overall i thought I, I did enjoy it again i listened to this one a lot more than i expected um even before i picked this one it was kind of on my my um listen list that i would just throw on again doing you know working or doing this and that or driving or i would put on even like uh, when i'm like falling asleep heading home like it, like kind of give me some energy so for that alone i gave it like a solid b and i gave it a 4.2 out of 5 uh, what about you bebo yeah, I had a similar score. I Like you said, it was an easy listen. The only gripes I had with this is, like I said, the cohesion is kind of what I struggled with at times. But maybe that's my lack of, of you know, knowledge of electronic albums in general. But I, I still think there was enough in it to make me enjoy it. I gave it a B minus. I gave it a 4.1. And so if we get, let's see, uh, if we can get a drum roll, please, we have a 83%. Not bad. I think it's about right about right all right so with that screw you anthony uh, bread boy and d d i don't know the hell you are uh, you've been mia for as god knows i know but <laughs> just kidding i love you guys not really so fuck yourselves <laughs> wiener oh, wiener, wiener, yeah. wiener. <laughs> oh, oh yeah all right so uh we don't have much news uh, today, but we do have a new segment that we wanted to introduce. So I'll go ahead and hand it off to Bebo to kind of give a spiel about what it is and kind of go ahead and do your thing. Yeah, so we have a new segment we want to introduce to the podcast called Storytime. And I guess what, what you could consider it to be is kind of like the news segment, but we kind of zero in on a specific, uh, you know, story. And very... Very rarely do I go down a rabbit hole. This story popped up on my YouTube channel, and I think this particular story went under the radar because of the pandemic. It happened in the summer of 2021. And so that being said, gather... Oh, oh, and I have to preface this by saying that we've spoken about AI on the last couple episodes, and I downloaded ChatGPT. Nice. And with the help of ChatGPT, it actually typed out or wrote out uh, most of this segment. I mean, I did change some things here and there, but the majority of it was written by ChatGPT, and this is what it had to say. Um, so, and, and, and the theme is we're at a campfire, so with that being said, gather around the campfire, folks, as we delve into the extraordinary journey of skateboarder Terry Kennedy, or better known to most of us as TK. He was born and raised in Long Beach, California, and Terry's story begins with his humble beginnings growing up in Long Beach. Terry faced his fair share of challenges, but it was his love for skateboarding that provided an escape and a path to greatness. He emerged onto the skateboarding scene, capturing attention with his raw talent and unique style. Known as Compton S. Terry, even though he wasn't from Compton, on the popular TV show Viva La Bam, he quickly became a beloved figure in the skateboarding community and reality TV shows. Uh, TK's rise 
to prominence didn't stop there. He played a pivotal role in bridging the gap between the black community, hip-hop culture, and the skateboarding world. Really at a time when skateboarding wasn't cool for black people. Let's just, I mean, that's the honest truth. We're talking late 90s, early 2000s. He had affiliation with Pharrell Williams' skateboarding team and brand deals with renowned companies like Baker. Terry broke barriers and made skateboarding cool, like I said, within the black community. Not only did TK make waves in skateboarding, but he also ventured into the world of fashion and music as a model for Ice Cream and Billionaire Boys Club, also known as BBC, when it was first founded in the late 2000s by Pharrell Williams and Japanese fashion mogul Nigo, the founder of A Bathing Ape, or also known as Bape. TK left an incredible mark on the streetwear scene. His clothing brand, Fly Society, captured the essence of his personal style and artistic expression. Additionally, his foray into rap music added another layer into his creative pursuits. However, despite his success, TK faced his fair share of challenges and struggles. His battles with mental health became evident through his social media presence in recent years. The pressure and demand of fame took their toll on TK's path, and TK's path took a, tar dar took a dark turn. Oh, my bad. Uh, in a highly publicized incident, uh, Terry's mental decline led to an altercation in Illinois in July of 2021. I'll spare the listeners' details, but if you do want the full story and information on the incident you can google it yourself where he unfortunately punched a young individual and allegedly stomped him out days later this individual died because of the trauma this act resulted in his arrest and subsequent sentencing to a 10-year prison term with five years for aggravated assault and additional charges for taunting police officer and so the story of tk takes a somber turn it serves as a reminder of the complex journey of an individual who once defied odds pushed boundaries and inspired men May his story remind us of the challenges one can face on the path to greatness and the importance of addressing mental health struggles. Thank you for joining us by the campfire tonight for this captivating storytime tell. And stay tuned for more intriguing stories on the next storytime on the Audio Files podcast. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We are, we are, we are. Oh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's great story time. <laughs> And yeah, man, I don't know if you remember TK yourself. Um, I didn't watch skateboarding growing up, but I did buy all those hip hop magazines growing up. And I remember just seeing him like on TV or in the magazines. And I just remember thinking like how cool a black skateboarder, like that's kind of rare to see. And um, I, I don't know if you remember him. Oh yeah, I definitely do remember him. I mean, again, as you mentioned, he was like only the only black skateboarder. So it's really hard to miss. Yeah. And I, again, at the time, you know, it was really cool to see that and kind of refreshing. And it's just a little depressing to hear the downfall of the direction that kind of went <laughs> with his yeah. life you know yeah and he was um, around for a lot of firsts like you know he's he was around for like the whole kind of jackass pop off and that all popped off uh, when skateboarding videos were new and cool with the fish islands and all that mm -hmm. and the brand baker and pharrell williams and i mean this guy was on top of the world you know yeah definitely so anyways i think like i said it deserves a documentary um the rise and fall of, of tk but um that was that was the story time all right i appreciate it and again we'll look forward to hearing some more story times from the guys exactly. if they show up those fucking bastards <laughs> uh, wiener 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 oh, oh, oh yeah uh, before we kind of go into our songs of the week in the next pick I did finally find that album that uh, Skrillex did produce and it was actually a two, 2017 album called 8 by the band Incubus so oh. he produced like most of the tracks from that album so I don't know if it was any good from what I saw it didn't do that well but 
I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> so he produced most of the tracks for that um, album? Yeah, it was like one, two, three, four, like 10, 11, 12 of them. Oh, I, I definitely, okay, I looked up the album cover. I've seen the album cover, but I haven't listened to it. So I'm definitely going to check it out because yeah. I, I like Incubus. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he has a, a plethora of songs he's produced with. Uh, I even saw FK Twigs track on here. Oh, nice. Um, Mariah Carey, fucking Lady I'm, Gaga. I'm not surprised. He's yeah, all over the place. So, like, for... It's not like he was MIA for that many long. He just was doing music in the back. It was like so. It's kind of cool again to see him. I think I, I like to think that his resurgence happened when he started DJing with those other guys, and he's like, "Yeah, finally can do my own thing." So, um, yeah. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump into our songs of the week. Um, I'll go first. Got a handful of tracks here. First one's a black old black key song called "I Got Mine." It's a good track. Um, an old track. I think that's a track that you'd like, Bebo. So, we'll okay, check, go ahead, check that one out. Um, sure will. One of the one of the greatest shows I thought ended this past week. Ted Lasso. There was only three seasons, Ooh. which is a bummer. I really enjoyed that um, that show. Everything it was, and the artist Ed Sheeran came out with a song for that. I guess that's episode i don't know what it's called, but it's called a beautiful game so i want to shout that out shout out to ted lasso man and addison was one of the people that tried getting me on that train and it took me forever but i absolutely love it and i love it it's it's still a good show not about soccer really at all it's about uh, again i think what they've wanted to emphasize is mental health and they did a great job of kind of showing that in in you know throughout those three seasons that they only had maybe there'll be more but from the way it looked sounds like that might be the end of the road for that and you know it ended on a good run you know sometimes when shows keep going it kind of just gets you know watered down but i think i think they personally wanted it to be a shorter series but we'll see maybe there'll be another one but who knows but uh, uh my last track is a random one i saw it's from a group called sb19 which is a uh pop group that reminds me a bunch about like k-pop but they're actually from the philippines so it's like a filipino poppy group and it's ridiculous but i thought it was cool to see like a Philippi- like to see like a pop song sung in, in, in tagalog so i thought that was pretty cool the song is called ginto and it's kind of a weird vibe but those are my tracks what about you bebo can't wait to check those out for sure and i mean i i did watch the episode i just i'm curious to re-listen to that track that you're talking about from ted lasso because it's not you know registering for me right now but um my tracks you know addison we hung out the other day and he went to go watch the new spider-man movie and kind of in honor of spider-man uh, it took me back to the very first one that set it off with Tobey Maguire. And as much shit as uh, Nickelback gets, they had an absolute bop for that soundtrack. It was a, was a, banger, a featuring banger. Josie Scott called Hero Man. That shit is fucking amazing. I mean, yes. and the video is amazing too. Yes, I agree totally. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I was watching South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut the other day. And it was just a, a track that was making me laugh by Mr. Mackey. It's, and the song is called It's easy okay and so those are yeah those are wiener and those are my two uh tracks all right glad we'll make sure to throw those up on the instagram shout out to Bebo who's been helping me out with instagram lately it's been uh been nice to getting some help there besides you other guys fuck you guys (laughs) red boy d what the hell you are i don't think you're listening (laughs) but i'd like to announce that uh d's a huge dodger fan so he wants to shout out the dodgers Thanks for the shout out, D. Wiener, 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 oh, wiener. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and Mookie Betts. <laughs> Huge Mookie Betts fan. Loves the guy. 
<laughs> All right. So um, as we close up the pod, uh, Anthony's not here, but his pick is up next. So I'll go ahead and give it to Bebo to kind of go ahead and give Anthony's picks for next episode. So Anthony is going the two EP route, and the first one he chose is by the artist Russ and his EP Chomp 2.5, and another artist by the name of Just, and I believe his EP is called Narca 2. All right. Those will be the ones we'll be featuring on the next episode. Um, before we head out of this, I also did download chat GBT. Let's go ask him a question. Uh, close out our pod. At Club uh, at Club Audio Files. <laughs> Club Audio Files. Let's see what she said. Let's see what it says. Damn, dude, you're, that's way too long. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Tell her to make I, it shorter. Yeah, I do that. I was it. Okay. Thank you all for joining at Club Audio Files. We shared our stories with the podcast and smiles. Keep listening, stay curious, and explore. Until next time, our podcast journey adored. Goodbye, wiener, wiener, oh, wiener, oh, wiener, yeah. wiener, oh, wiener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>